It is the 100th episode of the Quietly Ambitious podcast. So for something different, I am actually the one being interviewed today and I am sharing all the behind the scenes mindset shifts from the last three years. You're listening to Quietly Ambitious with conversations about how it really feels to build a business that honors your whole self unapologetically. And that includes who you are, how you feel, what you really desire, the impact that you want to create, and importantly, the money you want to make. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, and my superpower is supporting sensitive and ambitious humans to make more money by fully expressing and owning all of who they are. Let's dive in. Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Quietly Ambitious podcast. I cannot believe we have made it to 100 episodes. I mean, honestly, as you'll hear me reflect on in the interview, I am just so proud of this and it was really great to intentionally celebrate. And actually, I think that celebrating the milestones like this are so key for us as business owners and as humans in general. But it's so easy, right, to be busy, to go ahead with our lives, to focus on the next thing, focus on the next thing. We need to take a moment to acknowledge how far we've come. And actually, that's a pretty important thing to remember, especially at the start of a year. Now, I feel like Last episode I released, it was kind of famous last words. I was saying, oh, maybe I'll release some bonus episodes and all of that. Well, it turns out that my family got COVID. I had no childcare. I actually didn't get COVID, but my husband and son did. Um, And I had to finish work for the year earlier than planned. I had planned this like super spacious three weeks off. And it turns out I really needed that three weeks, but it wasn't used in the way that I imagined it was going to be used but that's okay um so yeah we're ready to dive back into the podcast for 2022 but I know that a lot of people could probably relate to me when I say that I'm feeling a bit slow starting this year and I have been doing some gentle reflections of 2021 but I am certainly not organized and don't have everything together for 2022 and that is okay so I just wanted to mention that quickly The other thing I wanted to say is that when I recorded this episode, which I should say is an interview with me with my lovely friend and mastermind sister, Danielle Brooker. Um, And actually, there is an episode with my whole mastermind group talking all about rest. That was a few episodes ago. Um, But when I recorded this with her, because it was a couple of months ago now, Um, We talked about so much and it was so wonderful to reflect on the last three years of my business because interestingly enough, I've had quite a few people come to me, DM me and ask me what this journey looked like over the last three years. Like, how did I go from just starting to where I am now, you know, earning good money, being fully booked, having all these courses and stuff. And it was really wonderful to reflect on that journey. But at the same time, there was so much more that we could have talked about. And so I've decided that I'm going to continue this conversation in the next couple of episodes or so. So look out for some more lessons, episodes from me in the next few weeks, especially about some of the key things that really made the difference in taking this from something that was just starting out and that I was trying to make work to turning it into a real business. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to say that at the start. And also, 
interestingly enough, when Danielle asked me about what quietly ambitious means to me near the end of this episode, I totally failed to mention the fact that quietly ambitious is the name of my book that is coming out very soon. (laughs) I can't believe I didn't mention it to her. But yeah, that is on the way as well. So I wanted to do it justice and actually tell you on the podcast, the book, Quietly Ambitious, the book is coming soon. More details will obviously come about that um, in the near future. And I'll probably record an episode all about the feelings it has brought up for me because there have been a lot of feelings. But I just wanted to acknowledge it here and let you know it should be coming within the next couple of months. Okay, so yeah, in this conversation with Danielle, we talked a lot about the journey of the podcast, how it was a catalyst for a lot of things I did in my business, what I thought I was capable of and what it turns out I really am capable of. Um, We talked a lot about the mindset shifts that have taken place over the last three years, including my feelings towards money, um, pricing, and yeah, just the juicy details of the journey that I've been on, which is not all about the podcast, although the podcast kind of serves as a kind of a bookmark I don't know if that's the right word but yeah and actually there are two more things I just need to say before we dive in firstly please go and check out Danielle's website or Instagram she's the day thedaisypatch.co.uk or at the daisy patch on Instagram and secondly we we bring up this uh, uh our mastermind a few times in this conversation and basically If you want to hear more about the mastermind, go listen to episode 27, because that was the episode where I literally recorded a conversation with my mastermind group. But I do have a free guide at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash mastermind if you want to learn more about how to set up your own mastermind group. And this is a co-led mastermind group. So I'm in different coaching programs and things like that that I pay for, but I also have this mastermind group that is run by all of us and not a paid for thing. So if you want to learn more about that, go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash mastermind. And let's dive in to the interview. I'm so excited for this conversation, Ruth. And it's such a pleasure to be able to be on this side and be interviewing you on your own podcast today for your 100th episode. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much. How are you feeling? I feel like it feels a bit weird because we're recording this in between seasons, but I'm so, I'm missing my podcast a lot. And that shows me like how important it is to me. So it is amazing to get to hundred episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing to reflect on. I know it's something that, you know, we talk about in our mastermind group and there's lots of conversations that go on, you know, in this world that we all hang out in, you know, the business self-development world about really celebrating and acknowledging our progress and our milestones. Yeah. So I'm curious about, you know, I love that you reached out and said, hey, let's do something different for the 100th episode to really acknowledge that. Given that you are in that in-between phase, I'm curious if you've had a chance to just, I don't know, like just pause and reflect or whether that's what we're going to you know, essentially achieve today, but to really take in the moment of 100 episodes it's what a three year, two to three year, no, three yeah. year journey, right? Yeah. 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 And there's been lots of milestones along the way in terms of business and podcast. So anything that's coming up immediately, just taking that in. What's coming up for me is basically how I needed this break in order to, because I feel like I'm only just getting to that point of recognizing it because I think I was, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was just um, sending a message to someone the other day and I just came out with like, oh, it's the three year anniversary of my podcast. And I was like, hang on a minute. 
it's it's about to be the three-year anniversary of my podcast. I didn't even realize that. And that for me was like a catalyst for so much stuff. And it's also the podcast is kind of a thing in itself that I use as an example of it's kind of the embodiment of my journey with visibility and using my voice as well. So celebrating three years of really like actually speaking and using my voice is so cool. But I think that I needed this break in order to even acknowledge it. This is probably like the longest break that I've been on from my podcast, actually. And the reason I took the break is because I have so much going on in my business in like a really good way, but I have to radically prioritize. And the podcast sometimes requires a lot of stuff from my brain and I needed this break but it's really nice it's isn't it nice when you have a break and you actually start to miss something and like crave to do it again that's such a nice feeling yeah I really get what you meant mean um this is like (laughs) such a random example has just come up for me but it's kind of like that feeling you know because just you you mentioned that word breaks and this is something we talk about all the time in the mastermind group (laughs) but I know you talk about it with your community as well I imagine that feeling of like where you you just had a run of, a, you know, quite a, quite a bit going on in your schedule and you just haven't had that night on the couch to just curl up and watch your favorite mm. TV show. Like to me, that's that same kind of juiciness of I get to return home. I get to return to that level of deep comfort. And so I love how you describe that as your podcast. Like that's what it feels like in your business. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely to reflect on it like this as well. Like we yeah. do just, we do just like get on with stuff. Right. And keep going, keep going. And, and, and when you don't have the breaks and you don't have the time to reflect, you don't, you don't know exactly what the purpose is of what, like in a business context of like, we're showing up in all these different places and all these different ways, creating content, putting it out there. And then, and we forget like what the real intention behind it or what the real purpose is, or what the real value it has in our lives. So yeah, it's lovely yeah. to reflect on that. Well, as someone who's, you know, been, part of witnessing the journey I just want to acknowledge you for the journey for the hundredth episode and exactly what you said before in in terms of using the podcast as the way in which you embody the work embody what you teach and that is exactly what I see in you so I love that that's your channel for showing others how to be quietly ambitious thank you thank you that means a lot so welcome (laughs) So today, the intention is really just to, you know, I feel like I'm in a really unique position. I just get to open Ruth up, listeners. So I'm quite excited. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I am just going to trust that I'm channeling all of your juicy, curious questions as well. <laughs> um, I know that you've shared much earlier on in your podcast, essentially like your business journey. You've been in business in the online world for over 10 years. You've shared a little bit more about like how your previous business developed, but you haven't necessarily shared the journey of this specific iteration of business in terms of your business mentoring, in terms of Quietly Ambitious, which has probably been, if I'm right, over more like the last three years. Is that how you see it? Yeah. So three years ago, well, just at the time of recording, it's almost three years ago, I started this podcast. And when I started this podcast, I didn't even like have a new business yet. I was still doing the old business. I knew I wanted to do something related to what I talk about on the podcast, but I didn't have the products and services. Um, So I officially, my official kind of start date in my brain for this business, so business mentoring and coaching is kind of February 2019. Mm-hmm. So it must be like two and a half years officially of working with clients. So yeah, and, and obviously I've been like sharing the journey as I go in in bits and pieces in the podcast, but net, like 
it's really interesting. Like a few people recently have asked me, they want like the kind of bigger picture story. Like how did I, how did I quit the old business? How did I go from there to here and like the overall journey? So that's definitely something I haven't spoken about in one go on the podcast before. So I'm excited to get into that a little bit today. And what I'm really hearing a bit, you know, even when we were chatting about doing this episode together, is that the podcast in itself almost feels like a catalyst for a lot, yeah. a lot of those, those, those changes in your business. Or even, I don't know if, you know, maybe you can share what you think about this, but to me it feels almost like you've used the podcast, maybe subconsciously, as a tool for exploring where next in business and and you know what what's the next evolution or phase how do you feel about that I think so because I think a huge part of the journey of having this podcast and I do have an episode that I recorded all the way back in season one which is about kind of my journey to setting it up in the first place and just like getting those first few episodes out obviously there's a lot more to the story now and I will say that yeah the, the journey of finding my voice on the podcast I mean, setting it up in the first place, thinking I'm not the kind of person who does that. I'm not confident enough to do that. I'm too awkward to interview people, all of this stuff. That's all the stuff you'll find in that earlier episode. But the kind of bigger story of it is like, it's firstly been interesting to practice it, get better at it and recognize, you know, I'm actually quite good at it in my way. Like I might not be the energetic. um, I, I mean, I never describe myself as charismatic, like I might not be that energetic, charismatic person who's, you know, loud and bold and whatever on their podcast, but actually I do feel I'm good at it in my own unique way. So even that in itself is such a journey to accept. Like when you have, when you come from that space of thinking, I could never do that. I'm not one of those people ever. And to actually accepting I'm good at it. Um, but yeah, more than that, it's like, it's a vehicle, isn't it? To, to, to showing your thoughts out loud, things come differently mm. in different mediums. And I didn't realize how, because the way I, I don't know about, about you, but the way I record my solo episodes is very much actually just me talking. I don't make that many notes and I never thought that would be how I did it. I thought I would write it all out and read it, but it turns out, I mean, I have to be in the right, I have to be in the right mood, but it turns out I actually quite like just talking. Um, And so it's been a new way to explore my own thoughts. I guess they you know they come out differently when you're talking and there is a feeling when you're podcasting of of talking to someone you know you're talking to the listeners it is intimate even though when you're recording it you're literally on your own and in my case sat in front of my wardrobe to bounce the sound (laughs) off but yeah and I think that the the part like to go back to your question more specifically like the role that played in I can't remember the exact words used but like experimenting or directing my business or playing around with things is definitely in the conversation I started I guess I start the conversation on the podcast and people respond to me in various ways and while I know that you know I mean I always say my thing is like you are the right person for your right people like the right people will find you that said it's not a one-way conversation it's not like I decide what's right for me I put it out there and then my right people come and find me it's it it develops over time and it and it is quite a conversation I find with the podcast I mean excluding the literal conversations you have when you have guests (laughs) on (laughs) when I'm doing the solo episodes and stuff and just exploring my philosophy I think that's the key it's the philosophy isn't it and the whole 
it's just getting fleshed out and fleshed out and more more clear over time and just having these conversations with people I feel like that's such a long-winded answer but yeah I guess it makes sense to me it is it's part of that evolution so evolution yeah do you do you remember what your very initial like take us back three years you know what your very initial intention was with the podcast specifically I think there was two things I think one is that I wanted, it sounds like cheesy, but I wanted people like me to be seen and heard and understood. I wanted the people who didn't want to be the loudest and didn't want to do all the things in necessarily the way everyone else is doing them. So at that time, I didn't have the language. I didn't describe myself as quietly ambitious. I didn't have that language, but basically I wanted that to be the people who resonated with that to be seen and understood. Like we want to do things, we want to make things happen in our business, but we're not relating necessarily to all the voices we're hearing. And there was definitely people already podcasting who who I felt seen and heard by, but I didn't, I felt like there was more to add to that mm. conversation. The second reason, the second intention, and I think this was something I wouldn't have been able to recognize at the time, or I would have felt bad for but now you know I'm okay with is my own desire to be seen and heard as an individual so not just people like me but myself as well Mm. and I probably would have felt like that was a bad thing at the time I was like some sort of attention seeking stuff I don't think it is that I think it's some you know it's one of these like deeper human needs and it's like this hierarchy of needs thing actually and I had I had loads of my needs like well covered from like the way I was living and the business I was running, I was doing well. I was making good money. I was, I was doing well in that sense. And then there was this higher need that wasn't being fulfilled. Something about the self-expression and belonging, I think. Yeah. I think that's what it Did was. Did you know at the time that the podcast was, you know, essentially the start or the opening of an, a, an entirely new business? Or was it simply just a, that further expression of yourself and you were still, you know, ha- happily going along in your previous business? I definitely knew I wanted to start a new business. I knew I wanted to support business owners. Um, yeah, I definitely knew I wanted to support business owners kind of like me who didn't necessarily want to do things the way that certainly the loudest people I saw back then were doing it. But I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I wanted it to be. I really definitely didn't think I would be working one-on-one with people, which is really interesting because at this point, you know, I'm fully booked with clients and I have groups and I have courses and stuff. So it was really interesting. I didn't think I wanted to do that. And the podcast was definitely something that built my confidence to think, actually, I could totally work one-on-one with people. Like, why did I discount that? And actually, even just starting the podcast in itself is always an example in my brain of things I thought I couldn't do, but ended up doing and loved. So it's, mm. it's an example I will come back to all the time. Like if there's something I'm really resisting, it's like, well, okay, well, I've never tried it before. It could be like the podcast. I could end up loving it. I could end up thinking I'm good at it. It was just, it's just the perfect, it's the perfect evidence to just have locked in your brain of something that you tried and actually ended up really good. I love that. I love that you keep coming back to that example. And I'm imagining listeners are just kind of craving to know a little bit more about that. You know, I, I hear that kind of transition between this is what I am doing and this is what I want to do. But, um, you know, you know, when you're stuck in that middle part where th- there is no clarity, it's just ideas and it's like, maybe I'll do a podcast, maybe I'll yeah. work with people. And ha- like, 
you know, I know it, 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 um, with my clients as well, sometimes it's just this feeling of like, oh, I just want to help people. But, yes. But it's yep. such, you know, so give us a little bit more, like invite us into what was going on in your, in your head and your heart at that time in terms of that murkiness. Like were there strategies that you were using to help figure it out? Were you just trusting? Like how did you do that is kind of the question that's <laughs> coming up. You know, how? How did you move through the murkiness of, wanting to do something but not really knowing exactly what the channel would be I like that question because I didn't I mean now I think about it that you're putting that question to me it's like yeah oh my goodness it was just like so open I could have done loads of things um I will say I think it's really important for me to say that I had this idea to start this new business for probably two or three years before 2018 um and I was just like doing blog posts and stuff about running a business. That's the extent of where I got up to before. And um, 2018 was just after I had my son. So I had my son at the end of 2017. This story is definitely in the early episode. So I won't go into loads of detail about it. But that was like the catalyst for like making me be a bit, a bit more bold and like doing the things that scare me. But in terms of like, yeah, figuring out what I wanted to do, figuring out what this business would actually be honestly I would say I was in a, I, I was in a privileged position because I had the income from my other business still so I didn't just like outright quit that business then I actually ran the two things side by side for quite a while and which is probably something we'll get on to later um, and so I was in the fortunate position that I had the money sorted I started getting coaching I had one-to-one coaching and then I was in a group so that really really helped I had never had coaching before, not properly. So that was really important, but I had to have that kind of, I had to go through that thing with like having my son and then that being the catalyst for me to put myself out there to Mm -hmm. even, to even sign up for those coaching Mm -hmm. things. But that really, really helped. And my mindset, especially back then, and I always have to lean into it a bit more now, but back then it just came so naturally to me. I think because of, because I, because I started my Instagram account and started my podcast before I actually had a business, it was so much easier to just experiment. So everything was an experiment and I really followed my feelings a lot with what Mm. I experimented with. So for example, although I say that my official start date in my business was February, 2019, it's technically not true because (laughs) I started this podcast in October, 2018. And I also released a a course. I launched a course around that time, October, November that year. It's it's just that it didn't sell. So I don't count it as like, I didn't earn any money, but technically I did start with the offerings then. And I did it. It was about email marketing and I do still have that course now. And I'm pleased to say it has sold over time. Um, But I just did it because that was the thing that was on my mind. And I was like, okay, I'll do a course about email marketing. I'll just experiment with all the ideas. And, and it's like, it sounds like a bit of a vague answer, but honestly, yeah, it was just a process of experimenting, following my feelings about what I wanted to experiment with, and then following my feelings about how I felt during the experiments to see what yeah. worked and what resonated. So I love that this example of something that you know didn't sell has come up because when I heard you say everything was an experiment and I followed my feelings, I'm like, that sounds so beautiful and luscious. And yeah. I also I also wanted to know like, well, can you think of any examples maybe during that time of like where the feelings weren't great versus when they were were great so that we can get a bit of a feeling for what that experimentation was like? Like mm. some like practical examples. 
So I would say really early on, I actually didn't have many expectations. So, I mean, it's, I'm probably going to be forgetting stuff, like looking back, I'm probably remembering the good stuff, but (laughs) I didn't have any expectations. And I think that's because I knew I was still had my other business. I was sorted for money. And I was just like, I went in with the mindset of I'll go, I'll like build this up over time. It's fine. I'm safe. So early on, I don't remember feeling too bad about, like, I definitely felt bad when that didn't sell for sure. And, um, I'm really grateful to my past self for, for launching it again the next year, which I did, but I probably waited longer than I perhaps needed to because it didn't sell the first time, but definitely. So the early days, I don't remember feeling too bad about the money stuff and not making the money. Cause I was, I went in with that without the expectations, but I, I have definitely, definitely had, it's been a roller coaster the whole time, honestly, the whole time. Some moments I feel like full of possibility, full of, you know, like the sky's the limit. Like anything can happen with this kind of business, right? I mean, I'm sure you resonate with how I feel. Like sometimes I sit there thinking, honestly, anything is available to me. Isn't this incredible? Like, and then other times I've definitely thought, well, I mean, the big thing, feeling that came up for me is I am so reckless to be wanting to quit this old business that is doing good in terms of money. I'm so reckless. I've built that business up to, you know, six figures. Who am I to let that go and start from scratch mm. in another business? Mm. Knowing that like when I first started that other business, I was I was young and free and I didn't need to make much money. When I started this business, I was the breadwinner. I had a baby. <laughs> and I just yeah. <laughs> that came up a lot. That was really really hard. So the the two main feelings like will this ever work and even if it does I mean the reckless feeling came up obviously when I was thinking will it ever work but even when I was thinking it would work I still felt kind of guilty I still felt kind of ungrateful and reckless for leaving that behind and yeah it's been like I would say that the income I was making in my old business I still haven't matched it yet and that is actually it kind of when I remember it and when I'm in the, when I'm in that kind of mood, I sometimes dwell on it a bit even now, but I'm definitely like, I'm making really good money in this business now. It just hasn't matched the old business yet. So Mm. we've all got that thing. We've probably all got that thing is like, we've had an old job or whatever that we want to match it. And it's a bit of a, like, it feels like a bit of a ceiling at first. And I really want to smash through that ceiling still. Yeah. So do you have any examples of when things just felt really great and you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to launch this course or work in this way. Or, you know, was the podcast one of those things that just felt really good? You know, what, what was one of those? The podcast was a bit of a mixed bag, I would say, because mm-hmm. it did feel right. <laughs> it definitely felt right in terms of the nudge I was getting the feeling, but it was the anxiety that came with it. That was really hard because <laughs> I am someone who gets anxious about things. Um, let me think what felt really good. You know what? When I, when I first started working one-to-one with clients, I did feel really good about it. And it was really exciting. Like getting those first clients is just like the best experience when people see what you have to offer. And like, I want to work with you. Like, isn't that amazing? I definitely wasn't charging enough back then. Um, So after a while it did, it did come to a point where I was like, okay, this isn't sustainable for me to keep charging what mm-hmm. I'm charging. I think I charged like 750 pounds for my first client, which I remember at the time feeling like a big deal. 
So it was a big deal at the time, but yeah, quickly realized that that wasn't sustainable with the way that I work with people. Mm. Um, so that felt good. But in terms of like, I can remember, you know what, everything's such a, such a blur when I look back. It's really <laughs> interesting. It would be interesting for me to like make some sort of timeline up or something. Maybe I'll do that to go along with this episode. Um, but I definitely know that the way I've released courses and or like workshops or courses has always been that's probably been the place where I've really just had the most fun in terms of like, I've had a feeling to do this and I just put it in motion, put it out there. It's just so much fun. Mm. Um, obviously sometimes they don't sell the way that you hope, but yeah, I would say that the, the way the ideas come to me and a way that the way I take them to fruition is so much fun. I can certainly acknowledge that like from a witnessing point of view within our mastermind as well. Like when you get a new idea in terms of the energy around it and you're like, Oh, you know, I think I'm just going to start talking about this because it feels really good. Or I have half an email marketing course. So I'm just going to wrap it up. And, you know, yes, we'll have conversations about, okay, is this a priority or (laughs) like, do you need to rest or what have you? However, like there is a difference in the energy around it as well. So I can really see how you do with like, particularly with like those courses or, you know, we've, we've, you know, had conversations about pricing, which we can totally get into today as well. Um, so I, I love hearing that in terms of following the feelings and perhaps, you know, for listeners, maybe that's just kind of something to pause on. And if you're going, oh, but what does she mean by following, following her feelings, <laughs> you know, um, it's just to kind of pause in those moments and just acknowledge, yeah, the energy of, you know, what's coming up, you know, whether it feels exciting or not, or, um, I was curious. I wanted to kind of jump back a little bit. And I know we're kind of jumping around in terms of the timeline. So yes, if you end up doing a visual timeline, maybe that's helpful. Yeah. But I wanted to hear hear a little bit about this bridge then about letting go of the previous business and stepping into this one full time. You used the expression before when I, you know, when I quit my old business. So I'm curious, yeah. you know, if that's what it felt like, like that you're actually like quitting something. Talk us through the the transition from you know, fully into this new business? Yeah. So I don't know if listeners will be surprised to hear this or not, but I only quit and I do say quit because it was an absolute ending of it. I only fully quit it about a year ago or just over a year ago. So July, 2020, is that right? I remember the day I quit it (laughs) because I went and bought myself three bunches of flowers because I was like, I really want to remember this moment. Um, so before that, so that's a, that's like a period of like nearly a year and a half since I first, is it, or just over a year since I first had my, my clients in February, 2019, um, I was winding it down. So it was earning less and less money. I was working less and less on it. And it came to a point where I was like, despite the, the, even though the time it's taking is not loads, the capacity it's holding in my brain is something that I need to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened is I had some like digital assets and content and stuff. And I was like, maybe I can sell this. Maybe I can get some money for it. And I did. And that in itself was very, because I didn't want to sell the business as a whole because it was basically just my contacts and stuff. And I just, I didn't want to do that. Maybe I left money on the table. Maybe I could have worked something out, but I didn't want to do that. Um, but I did sell these like digital assets and the content that I created. And that felt like, I mean, I'd never done anything like that before. That felt very scary. I had the support of my coach at the time, which was very helpful. <laughs> I don't know if I would have done it um, if she hadn't supported me. Um, where was I going with that? 
so yeah it was yeah yeah so the timeline was I had been winding it down for ages I was still earning money from it but I was like I kept all like every few every couple of months like through this whole time period I kept making little plans for like quitting or winding it down and then every couple of months I'd make plans for like making more money in the old business and like okay maybe I'll get a cash mm. boost so I was flip energetically it's like sometimes I was in in it with the new business and sometimes I was like relying on the old business and like going back on myself which I you know it's very hard it's a hard place to be in because you've got a safety net and that's important but at some point you need to take the leap so I felt ready to take that leap in July 2020 you know I had been um I'd been building up my income in this business you know I was earning consistent I think I was earning like consistent like 5k months by then which felt really good to me obviously still less than my old business but that felt like a really decent amount and I'd had a few months that were like quite a bit more than that by then as well I think if I'm remembering rightly. So I felt like money-wise I could do it, especially if I got a chunk of money for selling this stuff. Um, And I didn't anticipate how many feelings it would bring up. So I think I had been so focused for so long on getting rid of that business. So it, you know, there's that difference between having a goal where you want to escape something and having a goal where you're moving towards something and celebrating something. I was in that mindset of escaping it and looking at all the bad stuff. And then when I finally came to the time, where I was like, okay, I'm going to get to do my new business full time. I was like, oh, I've really not recognized how much I've achieved in my old business. Like, and it was quite emotional and I wasn't really, I didn't expect it. And so it was, yeah, it was important for me to kind of take that time and, and acknowledge, like we were saying right at the beginning, acknowledge what I had built, acknowledge what I had created, even though I had decided it ultimately wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I still did something really good. I still worked mm. with so many people. The person who I sold some of the stuff to was so excited. That was amazing. Um, and just acknowledge me stretching my comfort zone to even like ask for money for that stuff as well which you know it's yeah it's interesting it's just it's just because I'd never done that before but um yeah lots of feelings came up but once I had done that it that was it that was the clean break so since July 2020 absolutely like basically nothing to do with the other business yeah nothing to do with the other business apart from like you know it's still in the bookkeeping for a bit to all my tax return but that was it so yeah, it was a gradual shift and then a clean break. And it felt like a big moment in my life, for sure. Yeah. And it sounds like just in how you're relaying it, like there was a lot of mind stuff, you know, mind yeah. chatter going on until that point at which you were like, hang on a second. I loved I loved the example you, you gave, like instead of trying to move away from this thing, how can I move towards the thing that I really yeah. want? it sounds like that was the moment that really shifted things for you because yeah. Like, can you tell, tell us a little bit about the feelings that were, yeah, maybe coming up at that time. I think what comes up when you make a decision like that is basically, you know, for ages that you want to do it. And then when it comes time to actually make the decision, that's when your brain will try and convince you that you actually didn't want that in the first place. And maybe you should (laughs) keep it. And maybe you you shouldn't be doing the thing that you've wanted to do for so long. And I remember, I'm pretty sure I came to a call with our mastermind group and you probably asked me about like, what are you moving uh, towards? I remember that I I think it was either you or someone else in our mastermind and my coach at the time both asked me that same question. And it was so (laughs) interesting. Both asked me that, like, 
you're really focusing on what you're losing. Can you focus on what you have to gain by making this decision? Because clearly I was going to be losing out an income stream, at least for the short term, but I had so much to gain and that really, really helped me. The other thing that helped me is just, and this is a lesson I've had to learn a few times uh, in the business journey, but you know, when you've got a decision to make, so it's not just, you know, quitting a thing. It might be like, you know, raising your prices or whatever. No one can come to you and just say, this is the perfect moment to do it. It's all going to work out. Everything's going to be easy. Do it now. No one's going to do that except for you. Like you're the person who has to do that for yourself. Um, And it definitely felt a bit like that. I I was in, I think I was in a program with Susie Ashworth at the time. And one of the questions she was like is, um, how can you act in alignment with like the big vision you have or the goal you have. And I was like, this is to, to not quit is to be a get like, what's the word? Like against it, not in alignment yeah, with the vision alignment, I have yeah. for myself out of alignment with the vision I have with myself. So yeah, it was a really, yeah, basically all this mindset stuff going on. The practical stuff is basically just knowing how much money you have and mm-hmm. knowing if you can afford to quit it. And I could, the mindset stuff was, was the much bigger piece of the work at that point so what has been one of the most fun and freeing moments for you in the past let's call it three years to really encapsulate that early phase of beginning this new business fun and freeing you know what what comes to mind is last year after lockdown in the UK started you know in March and I had a bit of a freak out for a while and didn't put anything out, which I think was fine. And I think a lot of us did. Then, then like May time, I was like, I just had this idea to put out this course, quite ambition. And it was just going to be like three weeks of audios, like guiding people through. And it was going to be really mindset based. And that was like a shift in my business because I hadn't, I definitely talked about the feelings, but it wasn't so mindset focused. It was more practical stuff that I'd released up to that point. And I just like put it together really quickly, sales page, designed the program so that I wouldn't have to be there interacting much. So there was no Facebook group. It was daily audios that I could like pre-record and schedule via email. And there was just one live Q&A. So I designed the program that it didn't take too much for me because I felt like my capacity was massively reduced at the beginning of lockdown. Um, And it literally was because I had no childcare. I mean, I had my husband, so I did have him taking care of my son. For, but yeah, it was it was different. And I just put it out there for two days and I was just like, come join my thing. It's really like about the journey. And it was kind of vague, like what it was about. And it was just so fun. And people joined it and people love it. And that, I mean, I'm, I definitely had moments like that beforehand. But this is the example that really comes to my mind when I think about the fun and playing and how it can have such a tangible impact and just people love that course like people just love it and when I created it I resisted it quite a lot because it felt too easy I mean that's what I noticed Mm. when I just allowed myself for it to be easy it basically wrote itself it was so interesting I had never had that experience until then actually when people talk about like downloading and things writing themselves I had never quite had it until then which was really interesting and that was so fun I love that. So I've, I've heard tons already in our conversation today. So I'm just curious what your answer is when I ask you this. What have been three of the biggest mindset shifts then in the past three years to get you to where you are now? Oh, what a juicy question. I love it. <laughs> okay. 
And listeners, Ruth, Ruth can change her mind anytime because I'm putting putting her on the spot here. So there might be a, fu- <laughs> a future podcast episode. No, wait, there's three more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so what comes to mind right now? The first one is definitely what I touched on earlier. I can do, I'm the right, oh God, I can't, I can't, I can't get the words, but I can do things that I thought I couldn't do. I am the right per. It's it's more specific than that. It's like I am the kind of person who can do these things that I thought I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So the podcast, I can do the one-to-one coaching and stuff. I can do the live stuff. Like yesterday, I was delivering a live training. It's so much fun. Um, I I I I tweak it. I mold the way I deliver stuff in my way, but I can actually show up and do stuff and have fun delivering stuff live and talking and all of that. So I can do, I am the right kind of person to do the stuff that I didn't think I could do. That's Mm. definitely one of them. Okay. Now I'm going to have to think other mindset shifts. I've definitely had a lot of a journey around money. So I know for sure I could have earned a lot more money in my old business if I had done more of this uh, mindset work. I mean, I was earning good money in that business, but I could have earned more for sure. I've been on a real journey with the whole like money, wanting to make money isn't ethical. Wanting to make money makes me a bad person. Um, It's bad for the planet, all of that stuff, because I care about the planet. I care about the environment. I care about, you know, social social justice issues and um I care about making a difference and I definitely I'm so on board with like making money and making a difference now absolutely on board with it and I would say that that has come about through doing like I've done like Denise Duffield Thomas's program I've worked with Ray Dodd who's like a feminist money coach and um the book The Soul of Money has just I recommend that to everyone for um if anyone's got these kind of judgments about money basically like I did and I I now think I don't know if I've even said this probably because I'm I'm always a bit I do still get nervous about talking about money even though I'm okay with wanting to earn a lot of money I actually think that the amounts that most of us are playing with and worrying about that are too much are actually tiny you know in the grand scheme of things I think they're tiny I think that, you know, we're business owners, you know, making like 10K in a month actually isn't that big of a deal, but it is a big deal for a lot of us, right? So I think that that's a massive journey. So now just connecting the dots as I'm talking, I think that this has probably played into the whole thing about raising my prices the way I have. I don't think I'll be charging what I'm charging now had I not gone through this journey about money. And like, don't get me wrong, there are still times when I worry about people who aren't in my world, like that are in my business world, seeing my price on my website and judging me definitely comes into my mind. Like, oh my goodness, they'll see that I'm charging however many thousands of pounds for my one-to-one clients and judge me. But that still comes up but I feel a lot more confident within my business to charge that. I feel so much more confident. Like I feel quite blase about how much I charge. And, and, and until I get myself in a moment, I catch myself like, oh my God, past me would have been so amazed by this. and never thought I could charge that much. So yeah, that's interesting. What's the thing that you tell yourself most about money now? 
to feel that way that you've just described. That's interesting. I, the thing that really comes up is I don't need to tell myself that much (laughs) about money. Whereas more, it was more like I was having the stories coming up quite loud. And now it's like, it just doesn't come to me so much. Definitely. Actually, there is something that comes to me. It's okay to have more than enough because I have always been able to have enough really easily. Mm. Even when things have looked really bad in the Mm. past, sometimes they've just suddenly become okay that I've had enough. That seems to Mm. be my, my, my set point. So although I definitely have gone on a journey and I know that the amounts that we're playing with are actually quite small in the grand scheme of things, yeah in practice it still seems to suddenly balance out like some I'll have like great months and bad months and then it balances out to it's it's just enough and then my lifestyle might change that enough you know gets raised but then I still make it enough so yeah more than enough is definitely is definitely the thing at the moment I would say that feels you know spacious and expensive expansive to me What's the third big money, uh, not money, well, yeah. maybe it was money, but what's the, what's the third big mindset shift then over the last three years? Mindset really supported shift. you to be what, where you are now. Yeah. What's come up for me is this whole, like being the right person for your right people. Yeah. So I definitely thought it, I thought some version of this when I first started, mm-hmm. but it is a whole different story now. Like I didn't know what that exactly meant. Yeah. And, and I didn't, I guess the version of me starting out would have thought, okay, that means doing the things I'm comfortable with now. And that's the right. And now the version of me now is like, that means doing so many uncomfortable things like (laughs) in the name of being myself. So I'm not changing who I am. I'm being more of who I am. And that's very uncomfortable. Yes. (laughs) Very like I have been stretched so much owning what I want to say, owning, you know, just like I, 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 created my new version of my group program earlier this year rest and rise and the first time I launched it so I've launched it two times the first time I launched it I'm sure you will remember (laughs) from all our mastermind chats or voxer um, whatsapp notes but I was just it was such a stretch because it was really me owning like what I want to say about the program is the program for sensitive business owners like quietly ambitious business owners who want to grow but they want to do it their way I really like, and I own that more and more now, but at that time it was like, I own it and I don't, I own it and I don't. And it was just like such a, oh, the emotions that were coming up for me with that program. But that's just, that doesn't mean it's wrong. That's what I know now. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It means it's right. And I'm just like, it's a new level of owning what I do. Mm. That's absolutely what I'm sure of now, but past me probably would not have gone ahead with it. Past me wouldn't have even like created it which is okay it's a journey but yeah being the right person for your right people does not mean that it always feels easy sometimes it feels yes. super easy sometimes it yeah. does feel super easy like the quiet ambition program I talked about yeah. um, and sometimes but the difference between like easy versus um stretching out of that comfort zone like I love that you said that you know right person for the right people means that for you, you know, that's stretching yourself to the next level. That's getting uncomfortable. That's, you know, trying things you may never have thought to do before, which kind of ties into that first mindset shift that you were sharing in terms of knowing, hang on, I can do these things that I thought I could yes, never do before. That's do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, so I re- really love that. 
So I know, I mean, Ruth, I've got about like three more episodes in me. I'm like, I want to know more. I want to know more. But there's, there's two more distinctive questions I want to kind of touch on before we close our conversation today. And one is to really kind of touch in on this phrase of quietly ambitious or sensitive Mm. business owners, because that last point that you just shared and how you described it really hit home to me in terms of you wanting to be more quietly ambitious, really, like you wanting to stretch yourself to really show up in that bigger way and knowing that that's not always comfortable, right? Mm. So Mm -hmm. Could you share with us a little bit, if, if you haven't already done so, I don't think you have gone into depth on this on previous uh, podcast episodes, like how did that phrase come to you? Like wh- why quietly ambitious and where where is that going next, if that makes sense? Yeah, so I actually have recorded an episode on this. So it's, it's the last episode of, uh, oh, I always forget how many seasons I've done, but the most recent season, season four or five, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, I'll, I'll write that down in the show notes. Um, but basically, like I said, at the beginning, I didn't have the language for being quietly ambitious. I knew, I mean, I didn't even recognize actually in myself that how driven I was. I'm so driven and ambitious. It's just kind of funny that I didn't recognize it. I think I mistook <laughs> not wanting to do it the way ever, like, like some of the people I saw were doing it I mistook that for me not being ambitious it's totally wrong I am really ambitious but the phrase quietly ambitious has really helped me own it because Mm. and I know a lot of people resonate with it because they're driven and they want to make things happen but it's not quite the way they see traditionally being ambitious I'm actually okay with calling myself ambitious full stop now but it was useful to use that to give language to how I felt and also how others feel um so yeah I just started using it it came up I have these business meetings with myself which have sort of gone out the window a bit during COVID but I'm about to start them up again I just take myself usually to London like you know because I've met you for a coffee there occasionally um and I'll just like get out of my normal surroundings and I'll just like do some journaling on some specific questions like I've outlined it all in my course clarify that's basically the process I use um and that's when it came to me the phrase quietly ambitious which is why I love these like big picture business meetings with myself new ideas come to me Mm. um and but where it is now and this is something I did not talk about in that last podcast episode and I know it's something I've just started to mention in our like whatsapp conversations is I definitely see it as a bit of a brand I don't know where that's going to take me I don't have much capacity to be creating new things at the moment but I definitely in my heart see it as a bit of a brand so I'm thinking like you know maybe some products but maybe just yeah a brand in and of itself I don't know but that's definitely like the nudge I've been getting because and the reason I feel that is because I feel like it's a phrase that a certain type of person connects with and I just feel like there could be some sort of community like community in and of itself there that isn't that isn't necessarily the same brand I have now I don't know but it's it's, it's a bit of a like open-ended answer but that's definitely where I feel it at the moment what do you feel like the mission is beneath that like beneath that quietly ambitious feeling it's definitely what I talked about earlier in terms of when I started the podcast it's just people being seen heard understood Mm. and belonging so it's yeah it's definitely that belonging I think I think there's so much power in just being seen and heard and feeling able to express yourself and there's a journey that you go on in order to learn how to express yourself 
and to even to even learn what you're really fully thinking and believing and desiring in the first place some of us kind of shut that stuff out I know that I have um so it's really about that but yeah it's more of a feeling I guess at the moment than a than a business plan yeah I love that so much and by all accounts the success of your business over the past three years has very much been feelings based and you're part of that experimentation (laughs) right so I'm not surprised that you're saying look this next big thing or you know whatever this is evolving into is very much about how I'm feeling Mm. about supporting people to feel seen and heard supporting people to feel like they belong as well when you take a moment now to kind of pause at this point and reflect back on that journey of the last three years and knowing maybe having this inkling of what's to come as well what are you most proudest of I think I'm just most proud of all the ways I have faced the things that I've found hardest not in a way that I've tried to be someone else but in a way like I said earlier about just in in the name of being myself but it has been hard. Mm. I think I'm very proud. Like I've put in a lot of work there personally. Yeah. Yeah. And that has definitely shown up in conversations that we've had, you know, at any time that you've been feeling that, I don't know, that pressure or stress or, you know, whatever, there's a, there's a turning point or a decision to be made. You know, I love some of the milestones we've really talked about today as well in terms of, you know, I, I, I have this feeling, this nudge to raise my prices. You know, mm-hmm. um, I need to go and get a coach. I need to go to these, you know, group development programs. All of those things have been you completely stretching yourself into, you know, but in doing so, showing yourself more as well, like really mm-hmm. showing that, you know, ambition. Like I love that you're you know almost what I imagine there is like this phasing out of the word quiet it's just like I am ambitious Mm -hmm. and ambitious can show up in these different ways I know that listeners would have you know absolutely just lapped up everything that we talked about today and 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 I'm already kind of pinging off ideas I'm like oh I hope Ruth talks about this on a future podcast episode and this one here as well so I just you know I want to give you an opportunity to you know close with any final words or anything that you really wanted to leave listeners with marking the occasion of 100 episodes and from you know before I do that just to sort of say from my point of view I'm so proud of the journey that you know you've been on I've been so grateful to be a witness within our mastermind group together on that journey pretty much for like I think that almost that whole time like I think I need to pull out my diary as well that's amazing isn't it And I just want to wish you so much fun and joy and stretching for the next 100 episodes. Thank you, Danielle. So what came to mind when you're like, what do I want to say to people listening is really, it's the big picture of the journey. This is something that I've built in building this business over the last three years. I have had an advantage throughout the hard times, because I know what it's like to build a business in the past. Like I've done it before. And like using the podcast as as a specific example, there is such power in showing up and just, you know, keep keeping on showing up. Like when you start a podcast, you don't really imagine getting to a hundred episodes, do you? I mean, you know, you've got a podcast too, Danielle. It's just like, you just focus on the first season or the first few episodes, right? And you put it out there and you see what happens. There is such power in 
consistently showing up for something. And when I started my podcast, I didn't set myself any targets. I decided like, I'm going to stick at this. I'm not going to have any expectations. Um, I think that's probably the hardest thing in the business journey, isn't it? Well, one of the hardest things is, is when we don't meet our own expectations, when we disappoint ourselves, but it's a part of every single person's journey. Like every single person doesn't meet all their goals. Every single person disappoints themselves at points along the way. I often think that one of my jobs as a coach is, is just to tell people to keep going. That's obviously very simplified, but honestly, whether they're at the early stages and it's just like, just keep going because it will pay off or whether they're further along and you're just like, just keep going because it will get easier or it will be the way you want it to be. It's just, yeah. So the importance of looking at the bigger picture, the importance of taking this time out to look at the journey you've been on and then embedding that into your brain so that, you know, when it gets rocky in the future, you remember you've done it, done it before you've disappointed yourself before, but it's always led to something you've learned or improved on. Um, yeah. And a lot can happen in three years. A lot can happen in three years. I'm charging so much more than I ever thought I would charge. I'm fully booked at that price. I'm about to raise my price. Probably by the time this goes out, I will have, um, I'm working with incredible people that I never thought I could work with. If I think of myself, you know, earlier on, I remember thinking, will I ever be fully booked? Fully booked was just like this holy grail thing. (laughs) And then you get there and you're like, okay, this is normal now. It's just the same with everything. So I'm going on such a ramble about this, but I just want to say like, it's it's the journey you're meant to go on. And the question I often ask my clients is, if you knew this was all going to work out, you just didn't know exactly when or how, Mm. how would you feel about this moment in time right now? And often it changes. So that's why with hindsight, it's so much easier to look back at the failures and disappointments because you know, it did work out or you know what happened, but when you're in it, it's so much harder to see it in that way. But yeah, I think that's what Mm. I want to say. And hopefully it encourages someone listening who's at a certain point in their business where they're freaking out, you know, just keep going it will all work out. Everything's working out. Everything's serving you, even the hard stuff. Yes. Everything is serving you, even the hard stuff. And listeners, there's your beautiful mantra to close the episode with. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Ruth, thank you so much for sharing so openly and honestly about the journey. I'm excited for the conversation that this episode will spark inside your community and such an honor to be here drawing out this juiciness from you (laughs) thank you I so appreciate your questions Danielle thank you thank you so much for listening to another episode of quietly ambitious if you have a moment to rate and review know that it really does make a difference and if you'd like to carry on the conversation then you can connect with me on instagram at ruth poundwhite join me in the Facebook group or my personal favorite, sign up to my newsletter, Letters to Quietly Ambitious Humans. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe and keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.